Welcome to the Vaughn Nelson Podcast. Today is the first quarter 2022 Vaughn Nelson Emerging Markets Recap Call. In the first quarter of 2022, the Vaughn Nelson Emerging Markets Strategy returns negative 2.85% gross, negative 3.12% net, and that is against the MSCI Emerging Markets Midcap Index at negative 4.39%. With me today is Senior Portfolio Manager Kevin Ross, and with that, Kevin, I will turn things over to you. Thanks very much, Dan, and it's a pleasure to be here. As we have been discussing in our quarterly letters the past few quarters, this was another quarter with extremely diverging performance at a country level. On the one side, we can start by discussing the biggest country development this year, which is Russia, which was down 68% during the quarter as a result of the invasion and economic slowdown resulting from sanctions. We had no exposure to the country at the time of the invasion, given the escalating military tensions and our experience at the time when Russia invaded Crimea back in 2014. In addition to our historical experience, we also believe that the collaboration and culture that permeates the Vaughn Nelson's global research team improves the the team's ability to avoid these types of downside macroeconomic scenarios. Another example of the robustness of the process, we avoided the 40% sell-off in the Turkish lira which took place toward the end of last year, having no exposure to the country uh, during 2021. On the positive side, from a country-level perspective during the first quarter, we saw a notable resurgence in commodity exporting countries throughout Latin America and the Middle East. For instance, Brazil was up 36%, Colombia 34%, Chile up 30%, UAE up 21%, South Africa up 21%, and Saudi Arabia up 17%. These countries are all benefiting from the supply shocks to their respective commodity markets, which has caused surging prices across the agricultural space, which is supporting Brazil, copper in the case of Chile, iron ore and the platinum complex in the case of South Africa, oil in the case of the UAE, Saudi Arabia. Our views coming into this year were that the global economy was resource and supply chain constrained, with underinvestments in commodity production and infrastructure the past several years. We expected challenges with repairing supply chains, getting back to normalized levels of trade flows, and the Russia-Ukraine conflict is causing this mismatch between demand and supply to widen out. Our view is that most commodity prices will remain at elevated levels in the foreseeable future, which will allow for material free cash flow generation for the companies above what consensus is currently forecasting looking out into next year. Turning to the portfolio level, we had strong performance during the first quarter from our stock selection within our India holdings specifically. We also had two upstream ENP companies listed in the U.S. that benefited from strong oil prices, good stock selection in China and Brazil. Where we gave up some ground versus the benchmark was in our overweight position in Hong Kong listed Chinese companies as that market lagged during the quarter, as well as our underweight position to Saudi Arabia, which performed well on the back of rising oil prices. In addition, our stock selection in Korea and Taiwan trailed marginally as compared to the benchmark. Looking closer at our current positioning and how that has changed as compared to the last several quarters, you will see we have been increasing our allocation to Southeast Asia, specifically Indonesia and the Philippines. 
These countries were late in opening their economies up from COVID and, as it stands today, have no mobility restrictions. Indonesia specifically is a material beneficiary of rising commodity prices, including CPO, oil and gas, nickel, and coal prices. The political situation is stable right now, and there is an abundance of liquidity in the banking system to increase support to corporates which we, we believe will f- flow through in improving economic activity, in addition supported by improving sentiment on the consumer and the business side. We own the largest distributor of mining equipment in the country, which sells Komatsu equipment, as well as the largest consumer discretionary retailer, which has licenses for 150 global brands in the fashion, athleisure, as well as food, food and beverage sector. On the flip side, where we, have pairing, where we have been pairing things back in the portfolio, we can cite our current underweight positions in Taiwan and Korea. The key reason is our concern on the semiconductor cycle peaking this year with mismatches between end demand slowing, particularly in consumer areas such as smartphones, TVs, laptops, and tablets. Demand has been pulled forward the past two years and will suffer from a very high base when you consider the overall penetration rate and maturity of these products. Inventories are rising throughout the supply chain, cash conversion cycles are elongating, and gross margins are under pressure. We see much better opportunities within tech in enterprise spending, such as servers to support growth of artificial intelligence, high-powered computing, and metaverse, as well as in IT services supported by digital transformation. In addition, uh, these two countries face geopolitical risks with China and North Korea, which we think will garner more investor focus following the Russia-Ukraine invasion. Finally, on India, uh, which we think over the long term has amongst the brightest growth prospects as it is expected to grow its GDP by 7% this year and next year. The problem for this year is that the central bank is behind the curve, having not yet increased interest rates, which are at a historical low, with the most recent inflation reading at over 6% and expected to increase due to a lag calculation for fuel prices. India is a commodity importer, and the labor market is tight there. Consequently, we see risk to profit margins for corporates. In addition, the market has been very resilient the last six months, supported by inflows from domestic institutions, leaving valuations at more than one standard deviation above historical average levels. Consequently, we remain relatively neutral on on India, looking for opportunistic circumstances where the market gets overly focused on short-term earnings. As a team, uh, we are looking to take advantage of the market volatility to find opportunities in high-quality Category A companies, which are our undervalued earnings growers, that have been indiscriminately sold off during the recent market drawdown that we've seen this year. In most cases, these are companies with structural growth opportunities that have strong competitive positions, which should allow them to maintain or expand margins in the current inflationary environment. In some other instances, we have seen companies with marginal exposure to Russia, and we're talking about 0 to 5% as an end market, sell off three to four times what the potential worst-case earnings impact could be. And this is because investors are selling first and asking questions later with regards to companies' Russia exposure. These are the types of compelling medium-term opportunities 
we are looking to add to considering our three-year investment time horizon. We believe that our portfolio as it stands today is significantly higher quality when compared to the situation at the end of last year. In our view, the opportunity set of companies within the emerging market universe that can meet our 50% targeted return has never been larger than it is today. These widely diverging country, sector, and security level performances, which we talked about, suggest that it should be a prosperous environment for active managers with a deep understanding and experience managing capital in this asset class. Our proven investment philosophy at Vaughn Nelson and investment process, which seeks to exploit short-term disruptions through informed, longer-term views, in our view, is a tool which will allow us to lead the ship in the difficult months ahead. That's it from us, Dan. I'll turn it back over to you. Well, Kevin, excellent recap of the quarter um, and great job. Congratulations uh, on, a, on a difficult quarter, but one that where the strategy performed well. Um, and we look forward to having you back here in a couple of months after Q2. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you again in a few months. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.